Well, hello and welcome to Commonly Uncommon. My name is Trent and I am your host. I hope everyone is having a great day and doing whatever it is that makes you happy. For me, it is this podcast. And when I get a chance to hear about ordinary people making extraordinary differences with their stories, on the show today, I have Cecile Thomas. She is French, but since 2014, she has been living in Canada where she met her partner and her cat and found a place to call home. She is a law of attraction coach known as the, she puts it, love coach. LOA stands for law of attraction mixed with love because she, as she puts it, love, just like gratitude, is one of the highest vibrations in the universe and tuning in with this feeling sets the process of manifestation in motion. She helps everyday wonder women who feel like they are nothing special and settle for what they have to tap into their creative power, become their best selves and create their own definition of freedom and success with the universal laws. Cecile, it is a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for coming. I appreciate your time. How are you today? I'm really good. Um, thank you for inviting me in your podcast. I'm very grateful for that. Anytime. I'm grateful for you for being here. So I want to open up the show by asking you how you got into coaching. Okay. So um, first of all, I discovered the law of attraction. And I think that's, that's the first thing that put me into coaching. Um, I am no exception. I watched The Secret and that was my introduction to the law of attraction, but I just discovered that it was the tip of the iceberg, definitely. So I studied like crazy. I became obsessed with Bob Proctor and some other mentors out there. And well, during all my life, I never had a true calling. Right. Uh, well, when I was a kid, I wanted to be like an, you know, FBI agent, uh, but you know, <laughs> sure. it couldn't happen. And then I wanted to be a nurse, but I became afraid uh, with blood and, you know, <laughs> no great calling. And when I discovered the law of attraction and what it involved and the changes that happened in my life when I applied it, um, I felt a great desire to spread the word and to help as many as I could to change our life. So that's pretty much how I decided to become a coach. Awesome. No, that's really cool. And you know, I have a question here of how you got into it and everything, but regarding the law of attraction, like you heard about it and when did it become appealing to you? Was it like right away when you heard about it and you watched the movie or did it kind of sit with you for a little while and then it came back to you and you said, you know, there's something about, that kept coming back, you know, the secret, some other things, you know, did it hit you right away or was it something that you just had to wait on? Well, when I watched the movie, um, I remember, I don't remember who, who talked about that, but there was uh, a little trick you can try, which was, which was to ask for a coffee or something very simple. And I just tried it. said, okay, let's do this. Let's, uh, as for a coffee, universe, give me coffee. <laughs> but I, I, and I just forgot about it. And on that day, um, I was working um, in Dublin at the time, in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And after lunch, I just go to the coffee machine to get my coffee. And a friend of mine just runs at the machine and puts his card before me. You know, before me. And then he just looks at me and says, okay, I'm sorry, that was a joke. Let me buy you coffee. And I'm just like, and I just remembered that the morning 
I put that out there that I wanted coffee. Right. I said, okay, Michael, this is cool. Um, but I thought, you know, that's just a coincidence. Let's try with tea. So the day after, I asked for a tea. And um, I come home from work. I was living with a roommate at the time, a friend of mine. And I'm just sitting on the couch and I hear her in the kitchen and she doesn't drink tea. Well, and I hear the boiler and she just asks me from the kitchen, oh, I'm making some tea. I'm not feeling well, but do you want some tea? I'm just like, what? <laughs> so it was two days in a row. Um, so immediately I became curious. Right. So immediately I began to uh, dig a bit deeper into the theory and into the processes and to learn more. Um, I think it took me just a year to manifest a few things and become passionate about it. Um, you know, the desire to teach it to other people and help other people grew at the same time. Right. Yeah, you mentioned some of the names, you know, Bob Proctor. Uh, I'm a huge follower of him because I, I too, and when, you know, I found out you were with Law of Attraction coaching, I'm like, wow, it's, it's, it's weird because over the years, I read the book, The Secret. I, I've, I've never seen the movie. I've just read the book and I've read it several times. And um, I'm, a, I'm a teacher. I'm a special ed teacher. And a couple of years ago, I had a class and I said, you know, I'm just going to read it to them because you never know. And plus it was, again, for me, I wanted to read, <laughs> I wanted to read it again as well because I hadn't read it in a while. So I read it to them and started studying a little more but Bob Proctor uh, Michael Beckwith is another one that I like to follow uh, some of his teachings and that kind of stuff so it is fascinating that kind of thing and then you know, some of the things that I've I've tried to manifest I guess using I guess I'm not using it strong enough or something because the things that I want <laughs> aren't coming to me just yet anyway so have you heard of the book Quantum Success by who uh, her name is Anne what's it Anne Sandra Ann Taylor. That's another one of those right along those lines of dealing with the law of attraction as well. And I read that. Um, and apparently I need to read it again because I'm not as, as successful as I want to be, you know. <laughs> but there are many books out there. What are some books that you did you would recommend? Okay, so there are a few books. Um, well, I love the Abraham Hicks books. Well, when I did my certification as a law of attraction coach, uh, the teaching was based on the processes and everything from Abraham X. For beginners, you know, people who are introduced to the law of attraction, I wouldn't really recommend that because it's really, it seems woohoo, you know? Right, yeah. Uh, so, so you need to be familiar with the law of attraction and know that uh, this woman, Esther X, she's actually channeling what she calls um abraham and you know these books are really interesting i love them another books well all the books that i like are the one from neville goddard i mm -hmm. don't know if i if i say his name well but um and also the books by dr joseph murphy well i'm I have to say that I'm really old school for this because these books and these guys, 
they're really from the 50s, 60s, and, um, but you know, the teachings have been there like forever. Right. And uh, I really like to, to read from the pioneers, you know, the, the people who introduced the concept to, to the world. So um, I love the book by Dr. You know, Joseph Murphy, um, which is the power of the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the more I studied the law of attraction, the more um, I discovered and learned that everything you manifest is related to how you feel and all the beliefs you have and everything that you have in your subconscious mind. And so that book is really good. I love it. But I have, I have thoughts, like um, I could make a, a huge list, but uh, there, is also, <laughs> there is also this woman, she created my certification. Her name is Christy Whitman. Okay. And she wrote a very small book, which is called The Art of Having It All. Okay. Very easy to read, um, very uplifting. So that, that's a book I would highly recommend to. So you have you read Think and Grow Rich since you're a broad? Oh one? yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> is that essentially to me when I read that, and I've read that one several times as well. Um, that's essentially divulging the secret as well, even before the secret came out as the secret. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you would you agree with that? Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, and uh, you know the, the the teachings in the what I love about Think and Grow Rich is that you have, you know, chapters about you know there for example there is one chapter about being persistent and one chapter about decision etc so it's very well divided so you can you know really learn Hmm. and really apply it to your life so how do you apply this to your coaching practices if you don't mind me asking like with when you're with you know your clients and everything they come to you because they want to manifest um, whatever they want to and you just kind of guide them through changing their thinking because uh, I know that Bob Proctor does a lot of the paradigm shift mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So is, are you working on a paradigm shift with them to get them to think that direction or how do you approach that when you first see somebody? Yeah. The, the first thing to know is where is the person, you know, in their life right now? You know, what are the beliefs? Uh, what is the self image? You know, whatever the, the situation is, because you cannot ask if someone comes to me and say, okay, I want $1 million. You know, I'm drawing like a, like a, a quick picture, but this person, if this person has, you know, a deep rooted belief that money is really hard to get, that money doesn't grow on tree that, you know, and if this person has lived in lack during their whole life, you know, I know they will never get this $1 million they ask for. So you definitely need to work first on the beliefs and create new sets of beliefs. And most of all, impress them on the subconscious mind. So then you can begin to work and try to manifest whatever it is that you want. But of course, there is some deep inner work to do. Right. So how do you get someone to change their belief system? Uh-huh. That's, pretty, are, that's pretty tough to do. Yeah, there yeah. there are a lot, 
you know, there, there are lots of techniques out there. Right. But, you know, you can use it with, you know, um, affirmations, uh, visualization, self-hypnosis. You know, I'm just, just to, just to tell a few, a few. Right. But first it begins with a decision to say, okay, I know I have these beliefs. I, I don't want it to be my reality and I want to change that. And, you know, it comes from, it begins with the decision and then the, you know, wanting to do the work. Right. Because it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of, you know, persistence to change a belief. It doesn't change overnight. No, because it's deep. It's deep rooted it in somebody, you know? <laughs> yes, it is really, really deep. So what, um, like, how has it really changed your life? And why is, why is the law of attraction so meaningful to you, you know? Well, because, um, you know, I was born and raised in a loving, very loving family. And um, no real trauma in my life only got heartbroken a few times, uh, good grades and, you know, life, life was flowing and I felt really average, you know, like I have no big story, no, no nothing. And, uh, when I discovered the law of attraction, um, I began to try to manifest, you know, bigger things after coffee and tea, then, uh, <laughs> Then I worked on manifesting bigger things. And then I realized that, oh my God, I'm not average. I have this, this huge power in me. Like I can transform my life. Right. Uh, so just to, well, the first big thing I manifested was a trip to Los Angeles, which was my dream city. Um, that was really huge for me. I was able to spend four months there at the time. And I manifested, I manifested it pretty easily. Well, you can say, if you want to travel there, just book a flight and go there. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when you are, at, you know, you have your job, you cannot um, take holidays, you don't have the money, you know, when you are in your everyday life, you have all these problems that make your dream impossible to you at the time then you need to make some adjustments and um so i worked on that i manifested this trip to los angeles i manifested my partner nice and uh yeah that that was yeah. pretty huge maybe yeah. <laughs> my biggest achievement a <laughs> little bit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and you know a few things like my business uh today I don't have to go at the office to a job I despise. And, um, you know, my whole life I, has changed just by realizing that I had the power to do it. Right. And I want the same for everybody today. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I'm going to get into some more of that as, as well. Cause I was about to ask, you, you know, would you mind sharing uh, with my audience, the job you had five years ago that you ended up leaving because of this law of attraction? But I think yes. that's fantastic. <laughs> really. <laughs> well, when I came back from uh, Los Angeles, so I was, so for the little uh, background, um, 
so I was working in Dublin and then I left for, uh, for Los Angeles. And uh, after a month being there, my, my grandmother died. So I had to go back to France. And then I came back to Los Angeles for three other months. And I, you know, I just quit everything in Dublin. So when I came back from LA, I was at, you know, square one in my teenager's room at my parents, um, totally not knowing what I was going to do. And I found a job just like that in Canada. Never thought about coming to, to Canada. Right. <laughs> so I said, okay, you know, I know I have the skills. Let's go there. And so I had a job. I was in, in sales, you know, just was not telemarketing or it was just cold calling. And I'm, I'm not a shark at all. You know, I'm, I don't know how to sell. I don't know how to sell. And um, I was in a place where every morning I had to spend five hours on the phone calling people who didn't want me to call them. And um, I had objectives and I had to, you know, to, I had to be good at what, at was, uh, at what I was doing, but I couldn't. And slowly I began to feel depressed. Like I, I was going there. Uh, it was money and it was security because I had, I was earning my salary and, uh, you know, I was staying there, but at the back of my mind, I was always thinking, you know, you, you could do this. You could be a coach. You, you could, you know, you know, you can create your life. But at the same time, I was stuck because I, I, I just wanted more, but I was so depressed from that job and the management you know, they were about, if you want something, go get it in the company. But as I didn't want to grow in the company, I was just considered as being nobody. Right. So my self-esteem and uh, self-confidence just were destroyed. And maybe I could have realized that before. You know, that I was in a state that I needed to leave. I needed to leave this place. But yeah, I think it was when I was I, my lowest point there after, yeah, four years, uh, four years in the, this job that I decided no more. Okay, stop. I do right. have value. I can give something to the world. So what can I do now? Yeah, law of attraction. So what can I do with the law of attraction? Okay, I want to be a coach. I want to create my coaching business. So what do I need? I need some money. If I quit this job, I don't have any money. So I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Oh, but I can get fired. If I do get fired, then I will get some money from, you know, from, um, from Canada uh, for a few months so I can build this business. So what a great idea. And I worked on that with the law of attraction, you know, manifesting being fired is not very usual, but, um, that's true. So <laughs> I tried it and I said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get fired. And I think it was after, you know, three or four months, like the situation at work was, you know, the worst, um, the atmosphere, everything. And then we have a meeting with my department. I, was not in sales anymore, but in customer service. And then 
they tell us, well, we don't have enough work. So basically your position disappears. It doesn't exist anymore. Right. But the good news is we have a new role for you. So you're just going to make some sales, etc. But we have a new role, so you're not going anywhere. You can stay here. Right. And I just ask, so what happens if I say no? Well, we have to fire you. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. Yeah. And I said no. <laughs> I, I I said no. I don't want the role. I'm just I'm just out of here. And right. uh, and that's how I left. And how I just began to. Uh, give all I had, you know, for my business, uh, for coaching people. And uh, I've never been happier since I left this job. Oh, I bet. I bet. Because <laughs> it's funny, we were, you know, we we're chuckling about, man, it's difficult maybe to manifest getting firing, but I think I'm a pro at it. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> it, truly, it's like, it's one of those things. And, and maybe it has been, I, I could almost be certain that it's probably the universe has been telling me all this time to do something else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's certainly what it feels like. It, it's been a difficult road. I mean, I don't mind being, you know, putting my, you know, my shit out there and being vulnerable and, and whatever. Um, but it's one of those things like my journey, my, my road and everything else has not been very easy as far as employment, which is going to bring me to the next question. Cause you posted a video um, about a little when you're, you have a little section on your page with a uh, 68 second video series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you go about various topics and I, I saw one the other day that really resonated with me and it was about the conformity. And I thought that was really, really good how you put that in 68 seconds. Cause yeah, I sure. could go, I could go an hour on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could one of, you right. And, and I'm, I'm glad you got into 68 seconds. I was very impressed with that um, because I've had an issue with conformity for a while and it's not like the rebellious stuff. It's just, it's my belief of where I am of like, I don't believe in what this mission is. And I'm, I'm kind of there, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there right now, as a matter mm -hmm. of fact, in my current situation, I just don't believe in the mission. And it's a big mission uh, that I'm a part of because it's an education. Yeah. And so it's a big deal, but I don't believe in what the powers that be are trying to do. And where they're trying to take things, it just doesn't, it doesn't logically add up to, to where I am. And today was just one of those days that it didn't add up at all to me. And I'm very, it's very, very frustrating. So can you go deeper into uh, what the, like you and I can both talk for an hour on conformity. Can you go just a little deeper on, on the conformity aspect? Yeah. Well, that's also <clears throat> something I struggled with. Um, you know, as I told you before, I was uh, raised in a loving family. But also, um, my father, 12 years ago, he got, um, I don't know the name in English, but, you know, um, it was a stroke, some kind of a stroke. And mm -hmm. he, became, he became, you know... <clears throat> paralyzed on his right side and uh, uh, he's doing better but he's still you know uh, he's still a, a disabled man and you know in France we are all we have all this social security and for health it's really good to be in France because you are right. well covered right <laughs> and uh, but in a sense he'd been always like okay you need 
you need to have a good insurance, you need to have a good job, you need to, you know, and I was raised in this, is in this atmosphere of, uh, and, and on the, I mean, the path, what there in front of me, okay, you go to school, then you graduate, then you go to university, and then you find a job, you find a secure job where you can stay all your life and have a great career and then then you retire and then you die then and what you know uh, and then i need to buy a house with a white you know fence mm, yeah. uh one dog maybe two running you know one after another and no i mean I, it felt wrong to me right it felt really wrong and i think the problem today it's just that people live their life just having this path, just, you know, being laid in front of them and, okay, I'm just taking it. I don't know if I'm happy following this path and doing what everybody else is doing because that's what, that's what we've, you know, we've told. And so I just have to go there and I'm going there. And where is the fulfillment? Where is the growth? Thank you. You know? <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels <laughs> like that because that's you, what you just said there is I had the, I've had this conversation with a lot of people because that's what it seems like. And in and, and the position that I'm in right now and the situation I'm in as far as my professional, it's not a career. Um, there's just, there is no fulfillment. Mm-hmm. It's just not there. And it is a lot of conformity because if you go against the grain then you're done yeah. and, then, and then what, you know, then you're fired. And again, I want to do something in my life. I have no money. It's all this stuff. And yeah, I mean, in the States we can apply for the, um, for unemployment and that kind of thing. I don't think it's very much in that kind of stuff. It's a percentage of, of whatever it is. I've never had to, to deal with it, thankfully, but it is one of those. It's, it's just difficult because I see it all the time. And no one has any answers. And so that's like the coaching stuff for me of how it came about. I was like, I just want to help people and and move toward their higher selves, their better selves, you know, because you just, it's written on their face. I hear it all the time. And so when I saw the conformity, um, I'm like, man, it seems like that's exactly what I've been doing, even though every, you know, for every time it's like, no, this isn't working out. This isn't for me. <laughs> you know, I'm, I've manifested the ending of each situation, which, you know, it, it is what it is. And I've, I've grown from that for sure. It doesn't seem like I've learned a lot, but I've grown from it internally. It's like, well, you know, there's something that you're meant to be doing. So when you came across the, when I came across the part about conformity, I really thought it was amazing. Well, and you know, that's the thing. And it's, it, it just feels like, yeah, we, we are told to go somewhere and uh, and it's the case for everybody. But the thing is, if we don't conform, it's just like we are seen as the crazy one, as the outsider, as, you know, yes. and for most people just, you know, just being afraid not to be accepted anymore. And, you know, people are afraid to be judged because they want to do something that is different from the others. And that's why most people don't have the courage to just, you know, step out of this and they they just stay there because it's comforting. You know, when you belong to whatever group, you know, it's comforting. You're just like, yeah, 
I'm, I'm going to stay here. I have people who accept me and, right. um, you know, that's, that's some fake form of security. To me, what, you know, the beginning part of what you said, you know, it's, it's the go get a job, get a house, get a dog, you know, have your kids and, you know, retire and die and all that kind of stuff. It's the, it's old thinking. It's just completely old thinking that, you know, um, you know, I'm sure my mom was told her parents were told, it's just one of those, it's been passed down, passed down, passed down, passed down. Not necessarily to me because my mom kind of went on her own path and, you know, over the years she's tried, she's tried her damnedest to get me to understand um, there's other things out there, but you got to be, I'm not a risk taker Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. It's just my mentality is not a risk taker. And here are the last, in this last two years, uh, looking at coaching, looking at podcasting, it takes, takes a risk to do it. And it's, it's taken me out of my comfort zone and I've actually enjoyed it because it's, you know, it's the fear of, well, first, no one's going to listen or, you know, uh, stuck in another old mentality is like people that I used to know or that I grew up with, you know, or, or what have you, what are they going to think? It's just, it just, you can, it overtakes you and what you're, but you're caught in old thinking. And so now that I've kind of started to break away from that, it's, it's, it causes tension in, in different places, you know, cause they're like, <laughs> and I've said this on other episodes of my podcast, like, Oh God, you know, here, here goes Trent again. You know, he's, oh boy, like, okay, enough. We heard you the first time, you know, and it, but for me, it gets aggravating because it's like, you're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. You're not hearing what I'm saying because the way that I'm looking at you is I'm looking at you as you're an old thinker and yeah. you're not going to pro- you're not going, you're, you to me are not going to progress in anything. You're mm-hmm. stuck and that's fine. And if you're happy being stuck, so be it, but I'm not, but I'm going to say what I have to say because I feel the need to. Yeah, I think that my way, obviously people think their ways are better. And I think my way is (laughs) at least it's better than, than what some things are going right now. So do you ever, I mean, do you feel like that too? You know? Yeah. Well, you know, from stepping out of my comfort zone, um, you know, more and more, I just realized at first I I wanted to be accepted by people and I, I wanted I wanted for them, you know, to agree with me and I wanted to, you know, well, just, just belong, you know, just, you know, same old thinking pattern. But in the end, you're just like, you don't have, you just don't have time and energy to try to either help people get out of their comfort zone too, or try to make them understand that what you do is just, what you feel like doing and uh, you don't care whatever people think about that. Right. And well, I know so many, you cannot change people who think like this. If they're okay with that and if they are stuck in this pattern, they, they think they're happy, but if you look deeper, you know, they are not, Um, but they have, they have chosen security and they have chosen just to be like everybody else and the only thing you can do is just being you know well accepting their choice and just letting go letting it go i mean that's what i did with my father um we were i was always trying to prove my point you know dad i'm doing coaching 
I'm going to coach people. Yeah, come on, you're just going to, you're just going to fail. Don't think mm-hmm. about it. I have a good job for you here. Come back to France and uh, just come back. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be fine, happy. I said, no, I'm not coming back to France. I'm good here in Canada, and I'm just going to coach people. Right. And we were always fighting. Since I just, you know, approached approach him in just loving him as he is. And, okay, I'm not trying to prove my points. You think like this. I think I have another way of thinking. But I, I just love you and accept you as you are. Right. And trust me, my relationship with my father has changed drastically. Yeah. Just from letting you know letting him think whatever he wants right yeah. and not not trying to fight if you want to stay there stay there i mean <laughs> you know i do know what you mean i do know what you mean yeah and you know there's times that i think that i'm that i'm crazy sometimes for trying to do what i'm doing just but that's you know it's not necessarily my it's not my belief it's just it's again me stepping out of a comfort zone and people who, who are stepping out of the comfort zone, I, I think that this happens over time. It's a little easier now that I've done, like, for example, just take the podcast, for example. I mean, it's, it's each time is interesting. Like, I was looking forward to our interview today because I'm like, it's somebody new. It's somebody, you know, that I've not <laughs> talked to before in, in a deep conversation. Yeah. And I love doing this stuff. I do. It's just a matter of, you know, figuring out other, you know, the business aspect of it, how you're going to monetize it. Because I do love doing this. I do. And I've had some very deep, interesting humorous conversations with people and um, I'm already learning a ton just from doing this, you know? So. Well, yeah, but maybe you are, you are a bit crazy. I am crazy. And I get called that all the time, especially one of my students. She calls me like, you're crazy. I'm like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It it comes with the territory. It just does. And I'm, it's a compliment to me when someone calls me crazy anymore. I'm like, sweet. That means I'm doing something right. Yeah. You know? Now maybe you'll move forward with me or not. Either way, I'm not going to love you any less if you don't. So no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's a part of it. But getting going along the, the conformity stuff, um, you also posted something about what does Saturday mean to you? Mm. And I saw a video by Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you've watched any of his stuff or not. No. Um, but he was speaking about people who live for Friday or who are just waiting for Friday to start the weekend. And if you're one of those people that is living for Friday or waiting for Friday, then you need to re-examine what your life is or what you're doing with your life. Because again, it goes back, I think to the, to the old mentality of like, Oh my God, Friday's here. And I get in the habit of, I've been in the habit of saying it too. It's like, I'm happy it's Friday, but in my situation, I am happy it's Friday, but it doesn't stop me from continuing to do what I'm, you know, to advance my, myself. Is that where you yeah. were going with that too? Oh yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I remember it was not that long ago. I had a friend who came over at my place and um, it was raining. It was like bad weather. and It was Friday, six o'clock in the evening. And he tells me, oh my God, I'm so glad it's Friday. Can you imagine this weather on a Monday morning when you have to go to work? <laughs> and, and you know, it, it just hit me. And uh, some, you know, sometimes when, when people have this kind of, um, of thinking and 
you know, this kind of expression they have about Monday and Friday. And, and I, I'm just like, oh my God, will you stop leaving, you know, waiting for the weekend? Because then you, you wait, you wait for the next weekend, you're depressed on Sunday evening and then it's Monday and then, oh, thank God it's Friday. And what I'm going to do this weekend, I'm going to, maybe I'm, I'm going to party, I'm going to do whatever. And then all over again, and then you're waiting for the next holiday. And, you know, it's, it's a never ending thing. It is. It's a, it's a horrible pattern and it is one of those things, but you know, now still I'm going, I go to my job and I hear it all the time. Oh, I'm so happy. It's Friday. No, how are you doing? Well, I'm glad it's Friday. You know, (laughs) you do hear it all the time. And, And when I saw that video and then I saw your post, I was like, man, it's like a lot of people need to see this or hear this. Yeah. Maybe they'll kind of get out of their own way and figure out that stop living for Friday and, you know, yeah, because it can be more than this. It, it means that you have no greater vision, no greater, you know, purpose for your for your life. Yes. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, what are what you know? What are you? What are you expecting? I'm expecting Friday. Okay, cool. And uh, then then holidays. Ah, okay. And you know, it's you you're just stuck in the loop and. Um, and there is no growth. There is no growth in that. And, you know, the more I'm into working on myself, being more aware of myself, and also being in the process of having, you know, this this coaching business, and, and the more I feel that I'm, you know, I feel the gap between, you know, people I used to hang out with, mm-hmm. and we were the same. I was the same. I was waiting for Friday, waiting for my holidays. And now, you know, once you take the decision to say, okay, I'm going to build a vision for my life. I'm, I'm going to work on myself. I want to get better. I want to become the best version of myself. Then, wow, you know, you build momentum and you, you build growth. And then you, you are, it's it's sad to say, but you feel you are not on the same vibration than those people. It's, and, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no, it, it's true. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, and unfortunately, you cannot help them to change this if they don't. If something, you know, if something doesn't happen in them, there is nothing you can do about that. They need to see for themselves and whatever you can say, you know, if they see the the video you were talking about, if they see my post about the weekend, maybe they will never get the message. They will, you know, they will just see it and say, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. What are, what are we doing this weekend? Okay. You know, and that's it. And it, it, but it is, that's the thing. It's so routine. It's so ingrained that that's just, it's very difficult to break out of that and it, you know when i do see people in the hallway i was like you really don't think that do you you know <laughs> it's like you, you can see in certain people that they love what they do for sure they love you know their 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 own vision of their life you know they're happy where they are regardless if they're married or what have you you know so they have their their wife their husband you know their partners their kids their animals that you know that that dream life that you were talking about that the old thinking that you and i kind of uh, see it as 
but it, it really isn't. I, I, I just want to question people sometimes like you want to do more with your life, but yeah. I can't, I can't make that decision for them or whether they want to do that or not, you know? But we do have our, you know, everybody has their own definition of success and how they want to live their life. And maybe some people are very, you know, happy in this kind of life. If they love their job, they love what they do. And if they don't want more out of life, you know, that's perfect. And I'm very happy for them. But yeah, definitely. At some point, you need just to take a look at your life and ask yourself this, you know, this question, am I happy? Do I want more? And if I do want more, what do I want? What do I want to create? And you know, how do I want to evolve? I've asked that question a lot recently and especially today, like you caught me on a day that (laughs) (laughs) just like I said, at the beginning, it was one of those days that certain situations in your life light a fire under you and get you a little more motivated than you were the day before or even when you woke up that morning. Yeah. Today was one of those days that I, I could have screamed at the top of my lungs at people. Just okay. I'm like, oh, but I, I can only look at myself. I put myself in, in this position. <laughs> you know, same as you. You know, you take a job and you're like, oh, my God, and you make a decision. Yeah. No, you know, it's not a blame game or anything. It's just one of those like, okay, accept what is and then move on you know, mm-hmm. move on to what you want to be doing and get motivated, get driven. And, you know, there's a difference for me. There's a difference between motivation and being driven, like driven. When someone is driven to do something, you start destroying things that are in your way. You find oh, the ways around and you go through them at all costs. It doesn't matter. Whereas you're motivated. You're like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. And, but when you're driven, it's just, I'm, I'm done with this ordinary existence and I'm moving into something else. And I'm, I'm hoping within the next uh, few months, you know, going through the course that, that we're going through, um, that that will happen quickly. Mm. You know, I'm looking, for, I'm really looking forward to that stuff. So, um, <clears throat> well, we'll close it out and everything today. Um, and I appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate your time. Um, uh, but before we go in closing, how can people start using the law of attraction in their daily lives? Well, I think the first thing to do is just to be open to it, you know? Just don't think it's some woo-woo stuff, like, yeah, whatever, the law of attraction. I mean, it's there. I mean, you get what you you get what you ask for. So just be careful what you ask for. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You know? <laughs> Just begin with this and your life can change forever, you know? Um, That's just be careful what you ask for and, you know, watch your words, um, watch your thoughts. And instead of, well, that's usually what I say to the people who come to me and uh, when they say, I want you to to use the law of attraction, but it feels like I'm manifesting what I don't want. So my answer to that is, well, stop focusing on what you don't want and begin, you know, wondering what do you want? Because it's very easy to get clear on what you don't want anymore in your life. Sure. But it's not, you know, it's not logical to find, you know, what you do want 
be clear on what you want, be specific on what you want and start thinking about that. And only by doing this, something shifts. Absolutely. I, I definitely agree with that. And it is one of those, you know, going back to the secret and that kind of stuff, it is one of those, um, it's, it's easy to figure out what you don't want. It's a little more difficult to figure out what you do want, but yeah. once you do figure out what you do want, go for that. Yeah. And stop complaining about, you know, about everything around you because the more you complain and the more you will get reasons to complain. I need to take that comment on <laughs> right there. <laughs> Cause I, cause I, <laughs> Cause I do get, I get ahead of myself. I do. It's just like, um, then I have to stop and think like all you're doing is complaining and that's all you're going to bring to yourself. And I, it's not like I don't understand it. I do. It's just, you just trying to break out of it is mm. difficult at times. So. No, but it, it's easier. It's much easier to be negative than positive. I think our brains are wired that way. Yeah. And, um, I remember, um, I think it was, I learned that from, uh, John Azaraf. So, this guy, he was in the secret too, but uh, now he holds some uh, webinars on neuroscience. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, yes, our brains are wired this way. And just because in the past, but like, like when we were uh, trying to find out what fire was, so it was a long time ago, Right. It was it was all about survival, wow. and and it said that the more the more humankind evolved, the more this sense of survival morphed into, you know, making negativity just so much easier because you try, you know, you, you just adjust to your environment and now it's just, it's not, I'm, I want to survive this huge beast that is coming to kill me. Right. Now, you know, I mean, things have changed, um, fortunately enough for us, but this sense of survival just changed into being negative today is much more easier to be positive just because it's 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 an it's an instinct i don't really get you know uh, the rapport between between uh, you know the what's the word correlation between survival and being negative but it, you know that's how it evolved right it, it, yeah it is and it's a like a protective it's a protective mechanism yeah i, I think is another part of that as well um, you say much better than i do <laughs> well, I've, I've just been studying more recently than, you know, just to trying to change my, my train of thought mm -hmm. is what it's all about. And I'm trying to get into more of this, you know, trying to get this business up and running for the, for the coaching stuff. It's, I got to get my mind in, in different spots too. You know, it's like yeah. just, just because we're coaches doesn't mean that we're not, uh, prone to having thoughts creep in to our heads as well. You know, we all, we're all constantly working on ourselves in this space. Oh, definitely. And it's one of those things. And I think that's when you can really help people the most is, mm -hmm. is you're know, like, I understand where you're coming from. And it's just a yeah. matter of let me help you get out of your, your own way. Like I'm getting out of mine or have gotten out of mine and, and let's help you move forward. And that's one of the things, you know, that, that I like about, 
the coaching aspect is that it's not the therapy. It's not the counseling. It doesn't focus on the past and dwell there and try to heal, not heal. I mean, it's important to heal from, you know, your, your past and everything else in order to move forward. It's just sometimes it's just you get focused on it a little too much, I I, I think. Um, I'm not downing any counselors or therapists or whatever, but, you know, you just got to deal with that stuff. But it's more important to move forward because the past will always be there, but the future is what you're going to make of it. Yeah, um, I think the most important thing is also to take responsibility for, um, you know, what you're moving toward. That's hard for people to do. And that's, and that's, that's another thing that I love about the coaching stuff is, is one of my creeds is responsibility and accountability. Like I was saying earlier, I don't blame anybody else for me being in, in the situations that I've been in. There's no one, there's nowhere to look. Mm-hmm. Like I know where to look. I look in the mirror and go do something about it. Yeah. It's really as simple as that is. It's that simple. You know, it's like you put yourself here. Don't blame anybody else. Cause it's easy to point the finger. Very Definitely. easy to point the finger. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's 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 reassuring. It's com- you know it's comforting just to blame someone else or blame circumstances or you know. So we well, always yeah. have one finger pointing forward and three pointing back. So what is you know <laughs> yeah. what what else can you do with that? <laughs> you know. But no, I really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you, Cecile. It was a pleasure talking with you. Oh, thank you. I always like to close my podcast out by saying that it will do it for this episode. And I hope everyone stays well this week. Until next time, remember, in the end, we are all stories. So make yours a great one. So I'll talk to you later, Cecile. Thank you. Thank you.